Welcome back to all our listeners and welcome to the second part of our live stream. And like always, I will start to the question where we left off the last time. Take care and be blessed as you listen to the second part of our conversation. How do you feel now to become from independent to a dependent of God? How do I feel? I feel amazing. I actually love this relationship I have with him now. I I cannot express the joy I feel to be able to include him in my day-to-day to the point where I'll be driving, guys. And my daughter's always in the backseat. Obviously, she's eight years old, right? Or my, my teen is in front with me. And, and I'll start talking. And they'll ask, are you talking to yourself again? Or are you talking to God? Like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, oh, I'm talking to Jesus. Like, he's sitting right next to me. And I'm just, he's going to help me with this because I'm struggling with this. And, and I, I really need his help. And I know my answer is going to come in the form of human messengers. Like he'll send human messengers to me. An angel will show up and share the message that he intends for me to hear. I've had so many instances, like to give you some perspective, I was posting on social media and some of my messages make people think, right? And Mahal has been on social media with me, so she knows where I'm talking about. I'll make people think and I'll talk about complicated, you know, situations, if you will, like things that can really make people uncomfortable, if you will, and, and question and what have you. So not everybody's going to have the vulnerability and the courage to raise their hand and say, Hey, I'm going through that. Help me with that. You know, but they are going to read the post, but I wasn't getting any likes on the post. And I felt like I was talking to like a big black hole. Right. And so I'm thinking this, right. So of course we know that God can hear our thoughts and that's how he communicates with us. And so I've been thinking that morning and that morning I was, I was getting together with the lady that wrote the foreword to Journey to Me, Carmen DeVela. She's an author herself. And the very first thing that she sits down to coffee with me, she goes, girl, she goes, those posts of yours, they're so amazing. And there's so many people that are reading them. They're just not commenting because they're too scared to comment. Can you believe that? That very morning, I'm like, really? Like this is, and I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit in me. And I was like, that's my answer. That means stay the course, do what you're doing because you're right on path. So to go from being an independent person to dependent on him feels amazing because I get to lean on him and rest on him. Well, I don't figure out the how anymore, guys. I let him do that. Did I answer your question, Annette? Oh, yes. I love the point that you uh, you pinpoint, you know, how you feel about everything is dependent to God. Because anyway, he is the only source we have. He is the source of everything. Thank you for asking. Of course. and And to that point, there was a time that I really needed my husband's significance from my husband. And I don't know if any of the women on here can relate. I always wanted him to kind of give me a pat on the back, like, hey, you're doing great. You're doing amazing. Since I've relied on God, I don't anymore because I see myself the way he sees me and I love myself the way he loves me. And I and I just don't feel the need to get people's significance anymore. And that's such a huge thing because the old me craved the significance from others. She needed it because she didn't feel enough. That's a huge difference in how I feel today. And I, I have him to thank 
for that. And I, I actually thanked him for my near-death experience, as terrifying as it was. I knew that he needed to use my choices in life to wake me up, and I understood. And yes, first I want to say it's a pleasure hearing your story, and I want to thank you for your transparency. It's just so uh, inspiring and just also confirmation, especially in this time and age we live at, that God not only cares about the, the big things, but also little things important to us because we're important to him. Yes. Um, my question also is so funny you brought your husband. With this happening, you know, when God does something, it's not only for us, it's, uh, everyone, it's for us, but also it trickled down the fact to other people. For this experience you have the first time, you know, you your your son is meeting, you know, your now husband, but a boyfriend. So at that time, I know you have talked to your husband now, but at that time, your son, what did they in that moment, you know, when, you know, your husband at that time, what did he gather? What, how did that, that situation you had, you know, through God's miracle, how did that affect him? and your relationship, and also your son? Well, my son was so little, and I think his mind didn't grasp that. And he flew back immediately from flying into Houston. So it was really, it was a scary time for him because I was in the hospital for two weeks. He did not see me for two weeks. So my little boy had just been through a divorce just very recently and had had some abandonment issues already. And the mind is tricky, Tamika. The, the mind... The subconscious mind is extremely powerful. That's the emotional mind. That's the one they call the EQ. And in my son's case, he just kind of felt, well, he was terrified, right? Now he's starting to grasp what happened during those those years because I've talked to him about it. He's read some of my posts. I mean, he's 17 now, so he's a little bit older. What I think impacted him was mostly he sees the relationship I have with God and he really wants that. Even though he won't admit it because he's a teenager, you know, teenagers, they think they know it all. Okay. And, and I remember being a teenager. So I, I get it in terms of Donnie, like how did, how did it impact Donnie? It, you know, it, it's such a special moment. Like for me, every time Easter rolls around, it's not, it's so powerful for me. It's a time that united that I saw God united us through his presence because he appeared to both of us. Like he, he made sure that both of us felt them. And, and so it deepened our bond as a couple. I mean, it's terrifying to be in those situations, right? And it solidified, obviously he knew he couldn't live without me when that happened. And so he immediately, this was April. And by August of 2012, he had already asked me to marry him, right? So it was like very quick after that. We had only been dating like three months, guys, at this point. I mean, I really thought this dude was going to leave me when when all these complications show up, showed up. I was, And I'll talk about it in the book, Mahal. So when you get to that point, that is chapter eight in Journey to Me. So you can flip to it. At least you know some of the characters in the in the book now. And as far as it's, how it's impacted him. That's a really good question, Tamika, because Donnie is the type of person who has never really relied on God for the simple thing. I need to do this and I need to know how. And he's an engineer though. So you to give him some like some space here. He actually the other day kind of told me, I really want the relationship you have with him. I really want that for me too. Because I see how much joy you have. And I want that. And and I told him, it's like, Donnie, it's because you you kind of view him like, you, you do you ask him, do you talk to him every day? And he's like, well, not every day. And I said, well, you, 
you kind of got to, you know, I mean, like separate five minutes a day and just include him in simple things. Start simple baby steps, right? And just start talking to him the way you talk to me. And he's like, but I don't want to, what did he tell me the other day? This was years ago. He was like, well, I don't want to bother him. Bother him. Do you imagine? I don't want to bother God with these simple things that I could do myself. And I said, you're missing the point. You're missing the entire lesson. The lesson here is he wants relationship with you. He doesn't want you to call him when you're just in serious trouble. He wants you to include him in in the day-to-day so that you don't have to get into serious trouble and then he has to come in and save the day. That's not what he wants. He wants you to talk to him about simple things. He wants to be your friend. He wants he wants someone to to he wants you to share your life with him because he knows what's coming and he knows he can help you better than anyone outside of yourself can help you. So now you see a little bit more of a shift. Like today we we were in marriage counseling because we go to counseling. We've had some issues in our marriage. And so in full transparency, and we talked about scripture. We talked about Matthew. And uh, girls, I didn't know about scripture prior to writing my first book. I, you know, I never, as a Catholic girl, they don't really teach us to open up the Bible and read it. They, we, I didn't even know how to read it. And so when God told me, you need to include scripture in your first book, I started laughing. I was like, are you crazy? I don't even know what to put in that book. And he's like, don't worry, I'm going to help you. I'll, I'll help you download. Like whatever scripture I, want, I need you to put in there, I will help you with that. But I was terrified because I'm like, you want me to put scripture? I don't even understand it. I have people next to me that recite it verbatim. I can't even do that, right? And he and and he was like, no, 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 you, you'll be okay. I'll figure it out for you. You don't have to worry about that. And so I did. I included scripture in my first book. My heart pounded out of my chest when he said, you got to do that. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> So I hope I answered your question, Tamika, because, you know, Donnie, Donnie. Yes, you did. Thank you so much. Sylvia, I think I got a chance to ask you now. So it is very interesting. So I'm going to ask you a little question that's a little bit different to what they're talking, what we're talking about, only because I got the book. And (laughs) I just want to ask, because even early on in your life, you have a lot of difficulties that you have to go through. That's why it's concerned to me. And like you mentioned and you answered earlier about about having that feeling of self-worth. And even when you were young, some mean kids are bullying you. And it's terrible because a boy asked you out and you were the Mm -hmm. second choice and then made a lousy excuse to get out of it. And Uh yeah, and I just... I just also want to ask about that and sure. and also sure. ask something about it that how are you when did you know when to stand up for for yourself in that situation and because you know we are we're the worst critic of ourselves because mm-hmm. at that point of your life you were feeling that I'm not good enough I'm ugly how were you able to overcome that that feeling that I know a lot of people would probably that will be listening later on might have that feeling. What advice can you give to them? First of all, when you're going through very hard things like bullying, I would highly suggest if you have a child that's being bullied currently and you're the parent of that child, make sure that you create a safe haven in your home where the child can come and talk to you about what's happening. That's what really saved me in that situation with my mother. My mom and I were very, very close. And my mom was the one that said, you need to face your fears. You can become a victim by staying home, but you'll become their victim because then they've won. In order to start 
overcoming those fears, you need to face them head on. As hard as it is, facing your pain and working through your pain is the way to get to the side of joy, where God and joy and grace are patiently waiting for you. Until you go through that, until you face it, you won't ever get out of there. You'll feel stuck for a long time because you've become a victim to your own belief systems. So even as a teenager, I had the courageous. That's why I think it's called I Am Courageous. Yes, because I'm intuitive is chapter three. I am courageous. You need to start affirming to yourself that you are, even if at the time you don't feel it, you can borrow someone else's energy. In other words, take a look at the people that you most admire in your life and the, the reasons why you admire them. There might be a reason why you admire certain people like my aunt, Patricia. She's a highly successful author. I admire her immensely. She's my role model in career specifically for author. So when I was doubting myself to be a, an author, I borrowed her confidence and I started to affirm daily, I am an author. I'm an international best-selling author. I am, I am, because the I am goes right back to the Holy Spirit being inside of you. When you start to reflect him and honor him through the actions that you do daily, you you start to move through and transition from that fear-based identity, which is where you're at currently, and to the more soul identity where where you are that whole and gifted person that he created. So move through it. How did I do it? I faced it head on because that's the only way to address your fear. In answer to your question, I went just to kind of give uh, people perspective. In high school, a boy asked me to the homecoming dance. And then two weeks before, a friend of the whole school basically said he couldn't take me because his grandmother was sick. But in essence, he had asked another girl to the dance. And that's where I identified in Journey to Me that a belief formed at that moment of trauma. Because that's traumatic for a teenager. You know, I mean, you're it's, it's something that adds to the programming of your mind and why you believe certain things. And I believed that I was his second choice. And that belief actually hurt me in my marriage to Donnie years and years later. And it's funny because the way the trauma works is when you have trauma, a feeling forms at the moment of trauma, right? And that feeling gets attached to certain patterns of behavior and habits. And you form habits around these things over time, right? So that's how they rear their ugly heads later on in your life because they're part of that programming. So the best way to address it is to face it head on. And I did. I asked another boy. My mother said, you know, you can stay home and I'm still going to love you. But if you stay home, you become their victim. But I'm still going to love you no matter what. And her idea was for me to invite a college boy, a, a friend of my, my, a friend of my mother's had a, an older son, Danny, who I love now because he's become a hero in chapter two. And there are good men out there. And, and he had a girlfriend at the time. And Danny actually asked her if it was okay if he, if he could take me to make sure I could save face, right? And we had the best time, Kim. It was the best, best time. It was awesome. Olivia, I have actually two questions. Sure. The first question is to you, you know, I mean, after you become a stay-at-home mom and obviously God gave you an opportunity to work with John Maxwell, wh whom I also admire too, because I listen and read a lot of John Maxwell. Okay. So when is it that you actually learned that you have a new purpose? God has sent you onto a new path. 
and a new purpose. And the second question is, you know, now it sounds like your kids and my kids about the same age. So when are you, are you planning to go back to working for Pfizer ever? Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you enjoyed listening and were blessed to the conversations that you have heard so far. And make sure to follow us so that you won't miss the last part of our live stream. Thank you so much again. And for now, let us reflect through everything we've heard and listen to this beautiful music from our Spotify. Thank you so much and always stay blessed and always remember, come to Jesus daily. Until next time. Jesus, I will trust you even if